Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about the adventures of Robin Hood. Mm. Aaron, who's your favorite Robin Hood? Oh, let's see here. As we go back to the list, I'm going to have to say, I think I can speak for everyone in America and in the UK when I say that Kevin Costner is the all-time greatest Robin Hood. It's interesting that you say that. I thought that you would go with like one of the old guys, like... um, Who's that guy? Um, Errol Flynn? No, no. That he was Sherlock Holmes. I'm talking. No, about... he wasn't. That was Basil Rathbone. Oh, well, okay. So Errol Flynn was the old Robin Hood. <laughs> I don't know. Was he the guy that? How was... old do you think I am? Well, I figured that because you you tend to skew old with your favorite movie things. He was the guy that swung from the chandelier and all that, right? What you saying? I like I'm old movie guy because I'm old. That's what you're implying. No, well, Errol Flynn was the swashbuckling sword yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you prefer Kevin Costner to him? No. Kevin Costner is the all-time worst Robin Hood. I was trying to be amusing. Oh, it was a joke. But I forgot that you've never seen any movies. Why did I forget that after the pre-show co- <laughs> commentary we just had? What was I thinking? No, I don't really have a, a Robin Hood. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a Robin Hood movie that I thought was any good. My favorite Robin <laughs> Hood movie is the Disney one with the fox. That's the best one. I would say. I, I really say. like that, and, and I still sing the songs in my head from time to time, especially about the, the not nodding hands. You know, about the, every town has its ups and downs. Yeah. When I used to meet people from Nottingham, like yeah. Ravi that's when England, you, that's when you I would, I would launch into it. They would have no idea what I was singing. Probably but not, was, they, they even probably, if they knew the song. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's, your, what's the all-time worst Robin Hood-related thing you've seen? I, I saw that Men in Tights movie. That is correct. And I love it. We just talked about Mel Brooks before the show started. And I love Mel Brooks. I knew that even having not seen the other Robin Hood, the Kevin Costner one, that they were sort of doing a takeoff on that. But I couldn't they understand weren't. the jokes because I hadn't seen the other one. Yeah, no one should... The Kevin Costner thing was a, was an abomination. It was an insult to Robin Hood fans. And What's wrong with it? It's just He's horrible. Kevin Costner is, is the worst, best actor I've ever seen. If you've ever seen... I, and I know you, but have you ever seen uh, Dances with Wolves? Dancing with Wolves. It's the Indian one. Well, it's it's a it's a frontier film, right? And he got all kinds of awards, and he he's absolutely a horrible actor. He's Was he horrible. also in The Last Samurai? None. I don't know. I think that had uh, uh, Tom Cruise. Okay. But did you ever see uh, a Bull Durham? No, right. but I've heard that that's supposed to be good, he's, right? He's fine in that. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. I'd like on. to see That's a baseball film. That's right. I'd like to see it's, that. It's good. Yeah. But uh, uh, Blade, uh, Men in Tights, I was excited to see it because it was Mel Brooks, and Mel Brooks has a lot of good movies. Mm-hmm. But this was, where I, this was the dark ages mm-hmm. of Mel Brooks. This is where it began because it starts off with a horrible rap, not good, <laughs> and goes downhill from there. And the, and the humor, I mean, there's a couple of parts you're like, <laughs> now... It was a lot better than uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. I will say that. And that movie had that had uh, Leslie Nielsen and it had an all-star cast and it was dreadful. So Mel Brooks went down the tubes. But that is probably my least favorite 
Robin Hood movie just because someone great directed it and it still tanked. Was Hot Shots Mel Brooks? No, that was the uh, that was uh, some of the guys that worked on Airplane and Naked Gun. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess we don't have anything good to say about Robin. You know, there's probably a real awesome Robin Hood movie that we're forgetting, but I, if I haven't seen it, yeah, you know, so. yeah, I know that. I the, think Guy Ritchie did a, a Robin Hood flick. What's he known for? Uh, Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, and he pro- stuff you've never seen because it's mega violent. Mm, so. mm. All right. Well, um, I guess since there's <laughs> since there are no good Robin <laughs> we put Hood the movies, the Robin Hood. <laughs> I mean, what do you got to do? Somebody make a good one. You know what's bad? Robin Hood movies. You know what's good? What's going on on our site, Aaron? What's going on this week on EverythingAmiga.com? Right on. So, we had one big uh, wacky article this week, again, from our resident uh, writing master, the Dreamcatcher. And this time out, he takes a look at a, uh, a game called Future Wars. Yeah. Now, now, I'm looking at the... If you're watching the video version right now, that looks just like the spaceship from Close Encounters. It, Is well, it supposed to be? It. Listen. Let's ponder this. What, what is a flying saucer? I guess there's really not... It's a not... big round gimmick with some lights underneath the gimmicky yeah, part. Yeah, there's... And that's what that looks like. They all look the same. Touche. You know? And Touché. the thing is, if you say, look, I saw a UFO, and people are like, what's it look like? And you say, like, it was jagged like a star, like a starfish. They're going to be like, you didn't see Jack Squat. <laughs> if that sucker ain't round, you're lying. <laughs> that's true. You know? I, I never believe people anyone, don't have see you ever round seen one, Have you ever seen one say, you know, I saw a UFO was shaped like a teddy bear? Or right. But no one's saying no that. No one's saying that even if it's true. So, yeah. This is the game that this thing comes from. This is that poster that you've this got in the, your wall. This is the game that that thing comes from. Yeah. Is, don't you have a poster of this in, in your bedroom? No. You think everything is that. That's oh. some kind of famous art. That's not. That's art. I'm an art collector, Boat. I don't just take screen grabs and stick them up on a wall like a ham and egger. Now, if it's game fronts, I'll put those up there. But, no. this. Is, but, I mean, the art is tremendous. Uh, uh, this is Delphine Software, and this was a. Uh, I've actually played this game uh, for one of all the Dreamcatcher games. This is one I've actually played way back. I haven't played it forever, uh, but it, I remember liking it quite a bit. You know, it's sort of an adventure, uh, uh, you know, like a uh, hunt around type mm-hmm. game, point you know? and click sort yeah. of deal. It's pretty cool, pretty cool game. So if you're into that sort of thing, of course, I, this just popped up. I haven't seen this one yet. So if you, uh, uh, but hey. DK always gets it done. I see he's he's talked about some other games. Now I believe that's is that from Cruise for a Corpse? Corpse? Yep. Yeah. So which had that was a that game. I for some reason it sticks in my mind since we covered it all those mo- years ago mm-hmm. uh, because it's a it was an unusual game. It and, was and the uh, the idea of a murder mystery like that was interesting, but it just it had so many fundamental flaws. So mm-hmm. anyway, it has nothing to do with this. So yeah, go check that out. Uh, pop over to our site and uh, give give that a whirl. What's been going on over on the YouTube? We had we actually put some stuff up this week, and some of our good good buddies. Did. <laughs> hey there, good buddy. You know whatever happened to CBs? You remember those? Yeah, Were I used you to have a CB. You had one. Yeah, you're kidding me. What was your CB handle? I didn't. You know what I did with my CB? I, I used to. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. I used to walk around my backyard. It was a portable one. Yeah. And I used to just do radio check, and then people would be like, "Your radio's fine, bud." I didn't know what else to say. Did you hear, no did you hear trucker banter on yours? My, it wasn't powerful. I think only people that were sort of passing by my road could be. <laughs> so I, it was a, it was a strange time. I was a lonely child. Let me ask you, how often did you do this? It was it was daily. Daily, you'd walk around the backyard yep. saying sound check. Yeah, radio check channel twenty one. 
you know, the Chud had a full setup with like a, a, a 40 foot antenna. Oh my gosh. That's I can see him in the control room with had, that thing. He had a nickname and everything. He knew the truckers that would come by. Lord. So anyway, it's completely irrelevant to what we're talking about. Uh, we had videos this week. Let's talk about, uh, of course, after the show last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a, what a two brave uh, superstars like ourselves do to kill time, right? What do they do? We sit down and play another game of chaos. That's mm-hmm. what. And by God, we played it. So if you're, you know, if you want to watch us have another game, and I, we I, actually played two more games of chaos. I think we played a short one and a long one. And if you're, so. and uh, I was just telling Boat before the show that tonight, after the show, I've got an eight wizard. Chaos Megathon schedule with my son. He's been waiting patiently all week to get this big That's one awesome. in. So he's the, he's the the biggest fan of that game. Who'd have thunk it, right? Um, you know, this is something for the uh, not necessarily the Amiga crowd, but for the, those interested in retro computing anomalies. Boat. Uh, I came into possession of a wacky Atari peripheral. It was one of the very 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 first cartridge copiers. It's very first. Mm. It's called. This was not a good name, by the way. I should have mentioned that. It's called The Pill. Yeah. Now, when oh. you Google The Pill, you won't get anything about a cartridge copier. <laughs> it's a much more controversial topic than I think they planned. True. But if you want to see it, not really a demonstration, but just me and Boat chatting about what it did and stuff, we put a video up on The Pill, and I've actually got this up on eBay right now, so we'll see how that goes. But it was interesting. I felt like since there was nothing else up there, we better put something up, Boat, so we did, which I thought was the right way to go. Um... So let's talk about um, <laughs> let's talk more about wacky darts, boat. Again, this is just something that popped up on on the channel. Uh, I've not got to see this yet. Now, have you actually seen this video yet? So I've played a couple games. Of oh, you played games. wacky no, darts? No, I've not played wacky oh. darts, but I've played another game called 180, which is like this game but not wacky. <laughs> So uh, it, you have the same sort of throwing mechanism where your hand kind of just drifts along, you know, in an unpredictable way. What was that Amiga Dart game we played that had this exact same gimmick? Jockey Wilson. Jockey. Jockey Wilson, man. God How bless that man. Ah, oh, Jockey. This game looks amazing. I'm really hoping that our Our Sinclair Game Selection Committee, Clive's Club, um, picks Wacky Darts for us to play in the future. The bartender the, has all of her clones. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's a, a lot, it's a wacky place, man. I will I say, say, this wacky darts looks like it's got a lot more atmosphere than Jockey's game yeah. did. Um, let's see if we get Oh, I guess I should talk about um, what me and the Brent were up to this week on ARG Presents. Uh, we took a spin on the TurboGrafx CD slash uh, PC Engine CD slash Turbo Duo and on and on and on. There's a million different wacky... Like we mentioned on the show, the people that made the Turbo Graphics got nothing on... Sega's got nothing on them. These guys were putting out wacky versions and stuff from now till Doomsday. Uh, we played a, uh, a game called Poppin' Magic, which is a uh, uh, kind of a puzzle game. And then we, I had to pick out, because you know I like to pick games that have wacky names, Riot Zone. Uh, and Riot Zone was a hideous disaster. So if you want to see... Just the dirt worst. <laughs> Just the dirt worst. <laughs> Tune in. That's what you. That's what you can check out. Um, I think. Have I missed? Does that sound like I've caught everything there, Bo? I think that that's everything. So yeah. So now, uh, uh, this week uh, I actually have a couple of things finally lined up. So I'm hoping this weekend, put the production, finish the production on them up, and I'll and they're Amiga related. I'll 
I'll, I'll surprise you when they come out. But that's all I got, Bo. All right, cool. Well, this has been an amazing week in the world of the rolling stock of the gamble train. It's been a full carload of news. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. As it rumbles along the land, it's time to talk about this week's Amiga News. This is Scene World, Aaron, our first story. Scene World is the world's only C64 NPSC and PAL disc mag, okay? And they've got a podcast. Yeah, and they've got a podcast. And uh, podcast number 60 features our buddy, um, Amiga Bill, and Anthony, the Guru Meditation. So if you dig those guys and everybody that's into the Amiga scene, Loves the Guru meditation. They're like they're everywhere. Yeah, they're they're sort of the mascots of. Uh, I was at the store picking up some craft uh, pizza cheese. Mm-hmm. Right there on the cover, there's Amiga Bill dancing. Right. I don't know how he did it. He's working there. You know, he's every dog food. They're on everything. Everywhere. Every time I look at a podcast, mm-hmm. they're everywhere. Yeah. So if you want to check out what's new with the Guru Meditation and what they're doing in the Amiga world, uh, you can check out Scene World Podcast Episode 60. I'm, I'm convinced Bill has several clones that work nonstop scouring the globe. Now, this next story is not really news, but it's something that I've never seen before. Okay. So you have a GoTech. Uh, floppy emulator on your Amiga 600, right? I got two of these bad boys. You got one on both the 600 and the 1200? Correct Amundo. Okay. Sir. Now this one, this is called the ultimate solution for mounting GoTech drive. Catchy name. Oh, I know what um, you're going here. This is a false um, <laughs> disc yeah. that sticks under the GoTech little <laughs> LED readout that makes yeah. it look like a floppy drive. Yeah. Have you seen these before? I have seen these. I, I, I've seen. I, I think it was in the Amiga forums, and, and uh, they had one of these. It, it's a. Uh, it's amusing. It's wacky. And uh, now this is. I prefer my solution. But my solution is not as wacky or as cool looking. I just took the little deep readout thing and just took the. I just extended the wiring and just go, and just stuck it to the front of the case. Yes. So I could see what the. But still, the buttons are back there. Where are the buttons on that? Make that huge again. Yeah, we don't know where are the buttons at. We are know. these the buttons down no, here? No, that's the USB up here. Who knows? Know. It's on there somewhere. Yeah. So that might be more convenient. But yeah, these are these are for sale on eBay for eighteen pounds. That's what is it, about twenty five bucks. Yeah, like yeah. Bucks. And they've sold twenty four already according to eBay. So if you're looking for a more um, you know aesthetically pleasing uh, GoTech floppy emulator, check this thing out. It's pretty cool. What I like to do. And, and, and if I may offer up a suggestion, sure. What you do is you get you a hacksaw if you don't have, or a drill. Oh! That's right, and you just you just cut into that sucker. Just cut into it. That's right. Cut a big, a big, a big old rectangle. If you're not destroying your sucker. case, you've done it wrong. If I'm not doing it, then the cat is. <laughs> so that the case is getting wrecked, son. All right, now, Aaron, this next story is going to be of particular interest to you because you are a fan of it. Came from the desert. Yeah, sure. Some guy is making a new version of It Came From The Desert. Okay? Oh, okay, yeah. And this is a fully 3D realized world. You're okay? Kidding. You're so kidding this me. is created, and I don't know if it's Unity or if it's something else, but look. That's it's the your, office. It's, yeah, it's the office. So and you, is there anything with the ants? That's what I want to see. <laughs> this, I don't think that they've gotten to the ants yet, yeah. but, but check this out. I mean, isn't that cool that they've recreated the game? It, <laughs> Obviously, they're still working on the character models. <laughs> you know, remember, now, I wonder if they're going to do anything to actually enhance the game. Because remember when we played this, we all we said this multiple times during our play, 
It's like, man, if they just someone got in there and really changed it up, and you've got CD technology to add more. Right. Uh, it's the same thing I always say. If Cinemaware had actually made a game, oh. it would have been great. There it is. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Ant shooting. That's hey, what I real say. time follow up. There's a new. <laughs> That's <laughs> there's a new devlog. Ant shooting mini game. So, this. Oh yeah, oh, man, that looks great. Man, oh, they like got some... the antenna. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. They kill it. <laughs> what if that happens in real life? If you clip the antennas off, of, they just fall over like that. You think? That's how I do it. Is that the way you yeah. do it? Yeah. You're the kind of kid that got the magnifying glass out, aren't you? I, After the animal. I'm never cruel to animals. All right, let's move on to Commodore and Amiga magazine. This is KNA Plus. Aaron, we've talked about this magazine before. Komoda. This is straight out of Poland. Um, in Poland, the Commodore was called the Komoda with a K, and that's why this magazine was called KNA Plus. So it's not, it's not Komoda. I wondered. Well, it could like be. Like the dragon? Yeah. Komodo? Maybe, that's, that was, maybe that was a factor. It's a pretty good name. It Komodo, is. Um, except for the Komodo. This aspect. is probably the best quality. You know, we've, we have tons of people that send us issues of various magazines, print magazines for the Amiga. I love it. I'd have to say <laughs> that KNA is the most professionally produced. The thickness of the paper is unlike any other magazine. I mean, it's just such a high quality thing. And these things are super, super cheap. It's less than $10 for one of these magazines. Um, the latest issue is all about, obviously, uh, Alien Breed. There's some, there's some new interviews involved in this. This is a Polish publication that is translated into English. So just sort of know that going in. But uh, I met one of the guys that's in charge of it, Thomas, mm -hmm. over at Amiga Ireland, really nice guy. Connections, but yeah, you know the uh, the Polish folk are passionate about their Amiga. They are, that. and they're, they're and, and the Atari. They're passionate right. about all my they're, favorite they're things. A good, bunch, a good bunch over there. Now, Aaron, I know you just can't get enough of OS three and OS four news. I'm telling you, I've been waiting. Yeah, yeah, and I had to push this story off last week's episode. It's got, it's got bumped. It got bumped because of all the all the 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 other news. So I knew that you missed it. This is a new weather forecasting app for OS 3 and OS 4. <laughs> Weather forecast. Okay, so if you've been, if you fire up your, your OS 4 desktop and you've just been, you know, you're in a windowless room like most people that are that run OS 4. Right. Uh, you need to know what's going on. <laughs> no, wait a you need to know what's that going on out there. Me. Um, and so this is a really cool, you know, OS 4 kind of reminds me of um, sort of a Mac-like operating system. It's just a lot of like, do you remember an, a, a, a program called Confabulator back in the day? <laughs> no, absolutely This not. was like a little widget, you know, deal, and there were tons of little widgets. That's sort of, if I was running OS 4, my desktop would be full of this kind of stuff. So um, check this out if you're running OS 3 or OS 4. And, um, and if, if you are, please report in, because I, I don't know that we've, we've met anybody that, that runs OS 4 before. I'm sure we? you've met plenty of people in Ireland that That's true. It, That's true. I might have even seen a couple desktops up and running OS 4. But do, we, do any of the, our Discord buddies have a, a, are running that? That's what I was wondering. If, if you are, let me know. Aaron, sensible days are here. The five, thank God. <laughs> Thank you, sweet Lord. I've been waiting for these for many years. Sensible Days 2019, the World Championship oh. Sensible World of Soccer Tournament has been announced. This year, the 16th annual Sensible Soccer World Championships will take place in Fulda, Germany. Um, you can Fulda. Fulda. I don't think I've ever heard of that town. Me neither. Me neither. This is July 27th and 28th. Register now to get early bird pricing. 
I bet there's some crazy partying going on at this thing. Oh. Or you know, the, at the you've got the main event, but then you've got the uh, auxiliary, this uh, the secondary stuff going on. I bet it's just. Cra I bet there's some wacky darts at that. Too. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, the real deal. So um, this, I'm hoping that there's some sort of a live stream of something of this this year because I want to see what the world tippity top uh, sensible soccer players look like. Uh, I think you know Pixels, our buddy Pixels of Dawn, did really well over to Mega Ireland. He should he should enter this thing. I think he could probably walk away with. The now trophy. do you see down there? Look at the all weekend pass right mm -hmm. there. Does that say 125 euros? 125 euros gets you in the door three nights, a bed in one of the nice rooms, a total of eight meals, free soft drinks during meals, and both tournament fees included. That's a heck of a deal. That is, I, when I saw the price, I'm like, that's a lot of money to just give me to, in the, at the show, but that's a, that's a full meal deal right, right there. Right. Eight meals plus a room plus the entry. Whew, whew. Nothing Man. like that going if on. If I was anywhere here. near Fuelma or wherever this was, I'd be. I don't even. I'm horrible at this game. I would like to see some footage of just like the tippity top players, and watch their style. Yeah, you know that'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool for sure. So good luck. Sensible days coming soon. Yeah, I love that. That's great. There is another uh, event going on. This is one I'd never heard of before. This comes from our buddies Neil over at Indie Retro News. AmiCamp Foundation is hosting a big Amiga event uh, at the end of this month. The 30th and 31st of March. Amy Camp. Yeah, I've Amy not heard Camp. Of this so one. you can go and you can. This is this is hosted at the Foundation, which I don't know where that is. Gr, uh, Greece. This is this is in Greece, um, and I guess this is just basically like an Amiga development camp where you, I guess there's classic Amiga stuff. There is um, you know new gen, next generation Amiga. Looks like there's even stuff. Uh, for um, the Atari ST and stuff. Look how fancy and clean and lovely that setup is. Remember that our computer club meeting, which is like a <laughs> ramshackle destruction. Let's look at that. Look at this beautiful area. Yeah. See, that's how they do it in Greece. That's how they do it, man. You know, look at that boing ball over there, just resting too. Outstanding. And what is up with? We're looking at this. What is that under it? Is that the top of it? It is. Uh, yeah. It's sitting on its own top. <laughs> now that is a hack boy. That's, That's the way right. I do it. Yeah. That's right. He's got your haircut too, Bo. He does. He does. So, um, Amy Camp coming soon. Uh, now, Aaron, Bridge Strike. Oh, is this the River Raid clone? This room? is. We talked about yeah, this I a couple this. years ago. It's finally available. Oh, it's finally available oh, for me. This is one of those games that when we first saw it, I was like, man, I cannot wait to check this out. Um, the, you know, we both love River Raid. I do. And uh, and this is basically it looks like a more colorful. It looks kind of awful. It looks pretty good. Yeah, it? yeah. It's got a version unique of it. style to it. This is uh, this comes to us from Project R3D, the creator of Tanks Fury, um, and this game is available up for order right now for 17 euro. Comes with a CD, color printed manual, DVD box, full foil box, a sticker, floppies. Everything you could possibly want for 17 euro. Pretty see, good deal. And the requirements in this are it's OCS, 14 megahertz processor. So anyone with a 12 with a 1200 should be good to go uh, with the processor. You know, we had to pick this up, Boatster. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just looks like the 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 graphical style. It's almost looks like you're bombing the overworld map in like Mario or Zelda or something <laughs> like that for like. sure. Yeah. I don't get a problem with that. Looks <laughs> looks great. I hope it's really good. I'm, Me too. I, we've talked this a long time. And I'd almost forgotten about it. So yeah, that looks. I think box looks awesome too. That's good art. You know, I like it, man. And finally, this is coming just today. Pixels at Dawn uh, posted this in our Discord. Uh, Trap Runner, we, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, is finally being released in its boxed version. 
So for 15 euro, you can check that out. This is a platform sort of puzzle game. Uh, very popular, Amiga Bill, did, who's with us in the chat right now, uh, did a, a big stream with uh, with Trap Runner and some other games mm -hmm. that he was lucky enough to receive. So uh, if, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you check out his stream. Uh, Trap Runner is available in box right now. I've got one little additional piece of news. Ooh, I've been in, do I've, tell, do tell. I've been in contact with uh, a fellow named Matthew who is a, basically the guy that's taking care of that Amiga Power uh, magazine soundtrack that we talked about a oh, while yeah, back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he got word to me this week that the launch date on the Kickstarter is going to be Friday, March 29th. All right? Now, uh, first of all, this guy's a super nice guy. I've been talking to him. He's a real... real. Is it Amiga Power? Is that... Uh, yeah. yeah, Amiga Power. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to look it up real um, quick. I was unable to. It's got a bunch. Of, <laughs> it's got a bunch of uh, of uh, interesting artists in it. A lot of luminaries in the in the Amiga field. Well, we covered this a while back, but the uh, and he's not asking for a ton of cash either. So I mean, it's it 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 looks like a good tight uh, uh, Kickstarter. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to easily get funded if you want the truth. I don't mm -hmm. think they're going to have any problems, but. Uh, Give this guy your support. The the gimmick on this thing is because uh, uh, I looked over the Kickstart video that that comes that is up here to you know get it fired up. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I wondered, and I, me and Bo actually talked to this, and we talked about this the first time, was what's the connection between a magazine and a soundtrack? I couldn't. I was like, that's weird, you know. And <clears throat> of course, neither one of us are super familiar with Amiga Power. I mean, I used to get it back in the day occasionally, but that kind of stuff you'd see it once in the blue moon in the states. Uh, what he did was. Uh, he got together with a bunch of the people that worked at Amiga Power, and they helped select the tunes that are in it. Uh, there's also a booklet that's going to be involved that that they worked on. I mean, it's a it's a it looks nice. I mean, I, it looks like a sharp uh, uh, it looks like a sharp collection of tunes and the literature that comes along with it. So I think it's going to be a, a, an awesome Kickstarter event. And I think I looked at some of the stuff he's given away as as uh, to motivate people to to, to put in the money. It looks good. Awesome. And so we'll, we'll cover this when the day it comes out, but I was just a heads up early warning that March 29th, that Kickstarter will be kicking off. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's great. All right, Aaron, it's time to travel to Sherwood Forest mm. and explore the adventures of Robin Hood. Okie dokie. So, you know, um, Robin Hood. I'd never heard of this one. Have you? It's another one I never heard of. This never, game. never you know? heard of this before in my life. And what I thought, you know, what I thought it was when they first picked it. I thought I knew that uh, there had been this kind of wacky sequel to Defender of the Crown, and I was like, man, maybe that's what this is. And uh, but I didn't know. But that's I've not, never even heard of that. Well, it's wacky. This is not what this is. So, uh, the Adventures of Robin Hood. Now, this came out in '91. Uh, it shipped on just one disc, which is actually quite rather surprising. And the publisher of this was Millennium. All right, Millennium. Now, nice, beautiful. Not, I do all kinds of Robbie not, Williams. That's not good. That's not. I don't, I don't know who that is. Mm. So there you go. Um, now this is an interesting uh, game in that it came over. Uh, as far as I could tell, this came over from the PC uh, to 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 the Amiga. Uh, the uh, the original coder on the PC was Steve Grand. Uh, the uh, the guy that helped bring this over was a guy named Alan McCarthy. Uh, <coughs> the uh, I, and I looked at the PC version as well. And I'll get I'll get that in a minute. Um, so it's one disc. It's it works on the, any of the Amigas, and 
the way this game would be summarized would be an isometric uh, adventure game. It's I don't think I've ever played a game that's like this. Can you think? I mean, now this looks like something that would come right off the spectrum to me. Uh, I mean, I, and, well, I mean, you know, they've got a lot of this isometric. Oh, okay, the you know viewpoint. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's I don't mean graphically, but I mean the way it's set up. Mm -hmm. um, this also, as I mentioned, got got ported over to the Atari ST, uh, and of course, it had a DOS port. So. Let's try to describe this game. If you've ever played Populous, which is the first game that came to mind, uh, Populous, where you play on that storybook, mm -hmm. and it's got that side isometric view. Yeah. This game, if you picture just the, the actual play field without the book, and then in the background put some trees, for example, like some like, you know, real, just like background, you would have what this game looks like. Uh, the characters in it are sort of like uh, Cincy soccer guys or cannon fodder guys. Mm -hmm. uh, they're real tiny guys that live on this little square of land. Now, um, unlike these other games, well, I mean, I guess sort of like it, but this the whole square scrolls along. I mean, basically, um, help me out here, bud. How would you explain how this moves? Yeah, it's very as, unusual. as you move to a, a one of the sides of the square, the scenery sort of moves with you. Yeah. And the, and the screen, it's not like a flip scrolling thing where you get to the edge and then all of a sudden it redraws itself. It scrolls along as you walk. Yeah, it's 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 very unusual. I don't think I've ever seen any game like it. I'm, I'm assuming there are some on the spectrum that would do this, but I've never seen them. You so, mean on the Amiga? I'm on, uh, no, I mean on the Spectrum. I, I, I would, this game reminds me of something that I, I would expect to see in a Spectrum game. I've never seen this on the Amiga or anything else. So what, what's the gimmick in this game? Well, you play Robin Hood. The, the, the game starts off with Robin. He's in his castle, and he says, he basically says, I'm bored. So where's my, where's my uh, bard or whatever? Let's go outside. We're going we're gonna to have a dance. So he goes outside with his bar, and a couple of his lackeys, and they go out in front of the castle, and some townspeople and merchants show up, and he's like, yeah, get to dancing. And they all start, they do this jig. I love it. Doom, da, I doom, love da, it. Doom, da, doom, yeah, the music and, kicks and, up. And the music kicks up, and the, and the guy's playing. And then uh, right in the middle of the ballyhoo, here comes the sheriff of Nottingham, that mm -hmm. jerk. He, always a jerk. He rolls up. He's like, listen, Robin of Loxley, you're gone. We're booting you out. You're out of your own castle. And Robin goes, he goes, my townspeople won't allow it. And the townspeople all leave. <laughs> it's hilarious, like, he actually. Goes, he goes, my merchants won't allow me to be taken. And the merchants go like, I got to go somewhere else. Right. They literally say that. They yeah. walk off. And Robin's like, son of a gun. So basically, uh, the sheriff just takes the castle. And Robin's mm -hmm. sitting on the outside. And that's where you pretty much you start. Right. Loser Robin. Everyone's mm -hmm. lost faith in him. Uh, so... Uh, this game is unusual in a bunch of ways. And one of the ways it's unusual is, ultimately, your task should be to regain your, your, your castle, okay? And vanquish the evil sheriff. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't have to. You really don't have to do anything. You can literally do nothing. And eventually, Robin will just do stuff. Yeah. He don't have to even control it. Right. In fact, if, if I read the docs after you screamed at me for not reading them. And I did need to read them. And it basically says, like, yeah, sometimes you probably shouldn't even play. Just let Robin take Just let Robin do his thing, yeah. Uh, and so uh, um, you, it's open-ended. Uh, this, this is a, a strange twist. Mm -hmm. Have you, do you recall any of the games that were, I mean, the, 
pretty pretty unusual it, on the, on this platform. Yeah. I mean, there I, I don't think I've ever played anything like this. Yeah, it's 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 real unusual that so. The way you play this game, of course, I guess what we call it, like, well, there's a couple ways you can move Robin around. You can click to where you want him to go. There's also arrows that stick, and you and you just and he just goes there. Most of the time it works pretty well unless something gets in your way. I usually just click on where I want him to go. Uh, uh, the uh, as Boat said, the screen will sort of scroll along with you. So, but you're always in that isometric block, you know. So it, the block never turns. I mean, mm-hmm. you're always in the same view. Um, you you can interact with the environment. You've got buttons on the side of the of the screen that basically uh, you can use to interact or get information. So you've got a on the left hand side of the screen, you've got a a bow that's that's up there. You can use it to shoot people with your bow, right? Or just shoot your bow. Uh, you've got a sword. You set the sword people. You've got an eye. At base eye people. You can it's the old evil eye. You can basically it makes it so you can see basically it's supposed to be so you can see. Through Robin, or it's that's the gimmick. Uh, the the heart uh, that basically I use. I, I mean, I don't know what this, but I used to just make it so I can run. Mm-hmm. You know, hit click it so you can run. And you've got lips so you can you can speak to people. Uh, you've got an open hand. You've got a closed hand. It's basically mm-hmm. a give and get type right. stuff. And then other icons will appear uh, on as the other, you get as items. you get stuff. Right. right. And then right in the middle of the icons is a bar. And that bar is sort of like your, uh, it's sort of like your popularity or yeah. Your, your it sets up the win condition for the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the beginning, of the, it's 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 right your level the, of heroism. That's really. right. It's in the toilet at the beginning at the mm-hmm. beginning of the game. Now, um, what do you do in the game? Well, uh, you interact with people. You uh, explore. Uh, you you can uh, talk to people. You can uh, you, occasionally you'll come across a, cr- a critter. You can mess around with. So when you when you loaded this up the first time, what? How did you go about it? I'd be interested to hear if you did the same thing I did. Well, you know, <clears throat> when I first started playing this, I, I didn't know what to do because, of course, you know, I, I I'm sort of similar to you in that when I first start a game, the first move I make is not to read the manual. I was going to ask. That was my first question. The, the first did you read the book. Yeah, the first move I make is to just start clicking around on stuff, and so the first thing I noticed was like this is like a living, breathing world. Like, people are walking around doing stuff. If you don't do anything, stuff continues to happen. Um, really bizarre uh, and cool. Um, so I walked around. I talked to people. I stumbled upon the uh, the old hermit that gave me the, the crystal ball. That's the first pa- That's Yes. And, uh, and it wasn't until much later that I clicked on the crystal ball and re- discovered that it was the overworld map, which was tremendously useful. Yeah, I clicked on it right away, and that helped a bunch because this world... You really see such a small chunk mm-hmm. of the map. Right. The map's pretty large, but it's it makes it hard to navigate. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? Did you have that it problem? Give, yeah, it gives yeah. you points of reference. So yes. you, you know how many. Um, then I, I gave some money to a woman, and she was like, thank you, Robin. And then my, my thing shot up, my, uh, my heroism meter, and that was cool. Um, then I started killing people just wantonly with the bow. And, uh, and I got hung, and I <laughs> yeah. died. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so yeah. that, that was how I started out playing this the, game. The first thing I did was, I, I well, the very, very first thing I did was I went back in the castle and then got ham, got smacked around. And then I tried to kill a guard and I got hung as well. Mm. And and uh, one thing uh, we should mention is in certain scenes in this game, um, you will see like a someone that had painted like a D paint or something picture of what's going on. Now, I looked 
I, I, all the ones I saw, and I also watched the playthrough. I, saw, I got as far as I could, and then I watched the playthrough. There's a, uh, you see one at your death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you see uh, when when someone's been hung, you can see it. There's a picture. Uh, if you're set, there's a scene where you set by the fire, or you can if you want, mm-hmm. and it has like a kind of an atmospheric yeah. picture, which is nice. Then there's a, and then there, I know there's one when you win, and one when, at the end where you kiss the girl. Those are the ones I saw. There could be more. Uh, so that was a nice touch. I mean, I, I would like to see more of that, but it was still pretty cool. It gives a little bit of atmosphere. Um, the the overhead map, you got to have it, otherwise you're boned. So I, and I will admit, uh, uh, after I got killed a couple of times, I looked at some of the comments on Lemon, and someone mentioned that you should automatically you should go up to the, oh, I think it was the upper left immediately to meet the this the priest uh, that will give you this the thing that lets you see the overhead map. Otherwise, you're you're screwed. I mean, I couldn't have... That helped a lot. Because yeah. I was not enjoying the game at that right. point. I was confused right. a lot. Um, there's there's a dragon yeah. in this game. Uh, yeah, the dragon yeah, the dragon can kill you. Yeah. You can also, uh, you can also uh, help the dragon. Um, you can retrieve a uh, thorn from its paw. Uh, you can... It uh, teach you how to breathe fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what you need at the, at the end of the game to uh, to kill the sheriff. I guess you don't need it, but you, you can use it if you want to. Um you can also use it to kill the dragon. You can turn its own weapons against it. I'm thinking about um, that. So, uh, did you do that? No, but I oh. saw it in the playthrough. Okay. <laughs> what a jerk. There is uh, there are seasons in this game. It's like freaking Animal Crossing. Well, um, you can. I mean, are you going to poo-poo the seasons? No, but I mean, I didn't see. A, it wasn't. A, it didn't. To me, it sounded like there was a massive. You didn't. You didn't thing. watch. You didn't watch the playthrough. I, I didn't, so when I when the when the seasons change, the ground is covered with snow. Yes, I hated. I that. mean, like the 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 whole environment changes. Well, I mean, but I didn't see it. It didn't really affect. I couldn't see any way it affected the game. Or maybe. Well, are you going to go out like Christmas caroling at wintertime with well, Robin? Listen, I mean, you're listen, asking listen. a lot here, man. I'm just saying. It was a it was a cute little gimmick, and also I will say with the snow, I hated. Because it made everything much harder to see, That's and true. you can't deny that. That's true. So um, it was a cute idea. Listen, I'm not poo-pooing the seasons. I'm just saying I didn't hate. I didn't like the snow. And when when the seasons change, there's another little cut scene, you know, another yeah. little depaint type type of thing. And the funny thing is, the seasons can change right when the middle of something happening. Right. And so it's like, bam, spring is here, and you're in the middle of a battle, or you're running from something. It's just like and everything keeps right on going. Yeah. This game incorporates all of the folk that you know from the Robin Hood universe, uh, in addition to the sheriff. From Nottingham and the, the general mass of merry men that you yeah. assemble. Uh, there is Little John, Little Scarlet, yeah, Briar Tuck, right, Maid, Maid Marian. Yeah. So they're all here. Um, this game reminds me of another game that I played much later on the PC, probably ten years after this came out. Maybe not quite ten years. Called Gangsters. Have you ever heard of this game before? No. So this game, you control basically a group of mafioso in this same kind of isometric world. Really? Yeah. It's a it's a crazy game. Uh, I remember looking at it at Babbage's just for like a year before I bought it. Just thinking, man, this looks so cool. Um, it's uh, it's kind of like a theme park of skullduggery, where mm-hmm. you know you can you, 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 you shake people down, you build your empire. Why would you go to this theme park? <laughs> I want to so, get fleeced today. But that was what I thought of mostly when I played. But I even think this game, even more than that, has more stuff that kind of happens just proce- mm. uh, procedural is the wrong word, but uh, that, that happens without you having to do anything, you know? Because, yeah, people just, they mill around, mm-hmm. they do stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, Occasionally you'll get like a 
one thing this game does, I guess it's already it doesn't move along the script, just but it makes sense. Occasionally, like the uh, you'll hear some trumpets, mm-hmm. and there'll be an announcement at the castle, and you go back, and it'll be uh, the jerk sheriff coming out to tell you what new jerk thing he did. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, like I remember one, he said he's like, yeah, no one can hunt but me and the king. That was one. He'll raise your taxes. Is another one. He's a jerk. Right. Anyone that likes Robin Hood, dead. Mm-hmm. His friends dead. His family dead. Right. Usually, I took those opportunities to shoot the sheriff after he after he delivered those proclamations. <laughs> I got hung a lot in this. game. I will say, Robin is a much better archer than he is a sword. That's man. very true. If you try to go toe to toe with a sword, wise you generally lose. You know, and there is a um, an archery range in this game. Yeah. There's a target, and according that. to the instructions, practicing archery will improve your skill. I don't know how that works, but that's what the instructions. Well, you said. know, there's a screen. The, uh, the the screen you go to where it's got to all your save and load yeah. and stuff. I guess you do have statistics there. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I know it's funny when you. <laughs> there's one scene I went on. There's a long bridge, and you come to this bridge, and a dude won't let you go across it, and you sort of him, and he beats a tar out right. of his sword. And do you know who that guy? Yeah, becomes? it was Louis. It was right. Little John, and, and so he, but he, you end up recruiting him. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, uh, it's funny how inept Robin Hood is in some parts of this game because I mean, basically, he gives. His I ass always off thought. A I always thought he was he was sort of uh, taking a dive there to, to to improve Little John's ego so he can more easily recruit him. Now, what did you think of that? I mean, we've talked about the engine of this game. What did you think of the graphics and sound in this thing? Um, the, I thought the graphics were fine. You know, I thought a lot about how you could possibly make the graphics more detailed while staying within the confines of what the Amiga could do, and I don't know that you could really make the graphics better, but the the animation is really the Achilles heel of this game. Everything is so, and it's funny because Lo, yeah, Lobsterminator just mentioned this in the chat. Um, it's it's so jerky and choppy. Um, and again, I don't know how. Maybe it was just really difficult to animate small. I don't know because you like when you look at lemmings. Lemmings are like five sprites well, tall, and they're awesomely animated. So. I'll look at something like. Uh, um, let me talk, I'm trying to think of a, of a good example. Uh, what was that uh, cyber cyberpunk game that we played? Uh, Chaos Syndicate. Syndicate. Oh, Syndicate. Syndicate. Yeah. Syndicate does sort of like what this does, and except a better million times better graphically. Yeah. yeah. And sound wise, my guess is this, and I, I mentioned earlier that I had given this a shot on the DOS. You know, I've got my little MS DOS uh, program I've built up, mm-hmm. and so I added this to it to try it out. And uh, if this did come directly from the uh, VGA version of uh, of the PC, I would not be surprised. Because with the exception of the sound, uh, the, I mean, I'm, I'm talking sound effects, it's pretty similar to it. And and I think the Amiga probably could have done way more than this. So I, something tells me that this was poured almost a, a entirely just a, 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 as an easy drop. I mean, my guess. Mm-hmm. The PC version, as far as I could tell, only supported ad-lib sound. Mm-hmm. So it was that sort of real synthy, yeah. you know, stuff. So the Amiga, and the sound, and uh, I should mention that the, the, uh, the sound on this, uh, was the musician on this was Richard Joseph? Well, of course, he's done a bunch of stuff, including he did the Cincy games, I mean, James Pond, bunch of stuff. So, I mean, the tune stuff are okay, but the Amiga could put out better music than this had. I, I mean, be, like better quality of music. Mm-hmm. The sound effects were okay. It was nothing. I could have done about. with a little bit more music. Um, yeah, you know, you, you definitely don't want to have one of these things where the same tune loops forever and ever and ever. But having periods of silence and then maybe having something fade in, sort of like Elite Two or, or other games where the music kind of goes in and out, would help a lot. The game is very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of comedy in it. Yeah, which is good. It almost had, it reminded me a little. The comedy sort of reminded me of Monkey Island a little bit. Mm-hmm. That kind of zany. Yeah. 
comedy. Uh, I mean, it's it's one thing that got old was trying to get from one place to another. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I thought that the you know the the biggest issues I had playing the game had to do with targeting. Uh, I found it hard to select things. And what would have helped a lot is if they would have just made this a true 16 by 16 grid, overlaid a 16 by 16 grid over top of this, and let you, whenever you'd go to point on something, just select the, that part of the grid and see the little square. That well, way you can see where you were. From what I read and from what and, and in me playing it, uh, again, I didn't do great, but I, I, got, I got some merry man, okay. Targeting, you just basically, what, you're, what you try to do is look, where, is shoot, and Robin, like basically right. straight ahead of Robin. Mm -hmm. Easier said than done. Yes. Uh, and you're right. I, I could have used something. It's funny, even when you target practice, because I went out to that uh, the target, it doesn't even look like your arrows even hit the target. Mm -hmm. It's real bizarre. It is. The it's shooting weird. in this is hard to follow. The, anim the animations are. Again, this is another reason I think this came from the PC. It just doesn't, it doesn't have the smoothness. Uh, uh, that you would think an, an Amiga game should I have. I think your comparison with Syndicate is dead on. If they could have somehow put the Syndicate engine, you know, into this and made that this look as good as that, because um, the Syndicate sprites are even smaller, you know, um, it, it would have been really, really cool. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, it's not to say that this is the graphics don't ruin the game, the sound doesn't ruin the game, the music doesn't ruin the game, but it doesn't add any atmosphere to the game. In a game like Robin Hood, when you when you've got a big time. I mean, there's all, when you think Robin Hood, there's certain things that come into your head. And I think when you're talking about the seas and stuff, I think some of the stuff they added was strictly to augment the lack of environmental feeling, mm -hmm. and, I, and I, which I like. I mean, at least they made an effort. Yes, there are seasons. Robin Hood has to rest occasionally. Like I said, the thing with the fire is fun. You know, the, and, and they make it wacky. They did a lot of stuff that, that works, but, uh, it, you know, it doesn't... When you're on this little square and then there's this sort of a void behind you, and and it's so hard to get around. You know, I would have rather had more view and no void, personally, right. if possible. And I think the Amiga. I mean, we've clearly seen them pull it off before. Yeah. So, eh, you know, it, there was, there's that. I yeah. guess I, I. Oh, I talk about this every time we do one of these games. But in an effort to make this a multilingual experience. Uh, having the icons rather than the words. I'm a words kind of guy. I like the original Scum engine, you know, where they have give, all words. push, pull. That, <laughs> I, that, that, I'd rather have that, too. Well, I'm sort of, normally I'm with you, but I thought the symbols were pretty obvious. And so, now, when you get all the other, I didn't get, like, we're watching the playthrough here on the, on the, live, on the live show here, but uh, the video show, but I didn't have nearly that many extra icons. Yeah. But that could get pretty confusing mm. pretty quickly uh, if you if you you know get to the point where you're wondering what the heck's going on. Um, I did watch someone complete the game. Uh, they knocked it out. Now allegedly, I, and I didn't look this up on purpose. There apparently is a way to beat this in like four or five minutes. Mm -hmm. All right, did you did you did you look I, into this? Yeah. So basically, what happens is at the very beginning, you can hide somewhere. Uh, on the castle grounds where the guards can't see you and or maybe you're even in the castle and basically what you do is you emerge from that hiding spot just long enough to shoot one of the one of the sheriff's guards and then you immediately go back to your hiding spot while they all ah! and then when they calm down shoot another one in the back and then finally you shoot the sheriff by that time your heroism meter has gone through the roof and you beat the game Why? well so there's that but uh, um, the game I watched the fellow go through it and it's funny he was he was going basically down the same path I did often when I got in trouble would be in uh, 
doing something stupid like you I'm gonna go fight a guard and especially I would kick it myself I'd get partial way through the game I actually tried this out on I played this on the actual Amiga this week and uh, so there was no save states for there, and so I was just out there, you know. And and so inevitably I would get myself killed. Now you can save the game. Yeah, I saved my yeah. game because before I before I read the docs, um, I thought that there was no way to skip that opening cutscene. Yeah, I read that too. And <laughs> hit pause and <laughs> yeah, skip it. Yeah, and um, you're only going to want to watch it once. Right. Yeah. But uh, um, but I mean, I think it I think it was a pretty interesting game. That, like I said, it's almost it's in a weird way. I mean, it's got side quests and uh, that you can go get this for me and that kind of stuff. But I mean, the, I know you could probably the guy I watch beat it leisurely beat mm-hmm. it in about an hour and ten minutes mm-hmm. or something like that. So. I wonder how long you could sit down until you squeezed every drop of, of juice out of the uh, out of the orange here. But uh, it's certainly unique. It's funny. Uh, I, I it, it it was such a goofy game that I liked it. Even the engine is you know sort of it's an interesting engine, mm-hmm. uh, clunky but charming. It, 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 it well yeah. I mean you're right. And uh, I was reading about the the engine on this. They ended up using the engine again. Uh, on another game, I'm trying to remember. Oh, it's called Rome AD 92 Pathway to Power. Rome AD 92. Yeah. No. Man. No boat. No, no, no. So, so I, and, I, and that game I haven't played. So, I, you know, maybe that will pop up one of these days. So, apparently, they, they like the, the engine. So, but overall, it was, it was a fun diversion. It wasn't super deep. It wasn't super, I mean, you know I me. Mean? Not these are. This is somewhere nearing things that I don't like, but I kind of liked it. And, 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 but what can I tell you? <laughs> it's rapidly approaching things I don't like, but not yet arrived. Now, let, now, what do you think? The, what do you think the uh, the magazines thought here? You want to take a guess before I rattle off these? You know, I'd say that this probably got in the C range. Just, just like, well, let's see what this. So, I've got a, a slew of, of scores here. Amiga Action. And I, of course, some of these magazines, I'll review things 30 times. So I'm just going to go with one. Uh, they gave it an 83. Amiga Computing, Christmas Edition, mm. 91%. Amiga Force, which is what I feel like we are, mm-hmm. um, 89. Amiga Format uh, gave it an 80. Amiga Power, uh, 79. A CU Amiga, 86. You see a trend here. Uh, so really up in the B range. And Lemon, yeah. 7.7. Mm-hmm. So pretty much what you said, you know, in the B, C plus, B I range. Think, I think that this is better than, I, I would say this is a high B. I, I would rate this personally no, a high I B. No, I wouldn't go there. I would say this would be, a, 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 I would say C plus B. That's, that's where I'd go. Um, I, I think the fellows that did this, if they made an expanded version of this, like a more modern version, you could sort of take the same... I would make. I wouldn't use this engine. I'd use something. I mean, but you could use. There's nothing. Around, I'm not killing the isometric aspect. It actually is okay. But I wouldn't just keep one little block. I would have it more like Syndicate, where yeah. it's like a, a bigger, the whole screen, bigger area. Sure. And and I would probably have the overhead map be their standard. I don't think I'd wait. Make you go earn that because mm. that was that's too much to ask. But yeah, overall, I give it a thumbs up. Did you look on eBay? To see? I did. Um, this is a. Uh, International game of renown, boat, as these pr- prices and lands will dictate. So, in France, twenty-two bucks, mm. take it to the house. Uh, in the UK, forty bucks takes it to the house. And in Germany, one was sold recently uh, for uh, thirty-two dollars, and Australia had it for eighteen bucks. Is that all also those taking US, it to the house? All those U.S. prices, every one of these taken to the house. Okay, just make sure. Every single one. Um, on our um, 
Discord server, Chris Folds says, ignoring the fact that you can complete the game in five minutes if you hide at the start, this is an interesting game with a real sense of a living world. The map system is quirky at best and the playfield can feel cramped. Lots of side quests and seems to have something that brings you back. 7.5 out of 10. You know, one thing I forgot to mention is, as you go to this game, the townspeople, depending on how well you're liked, will, will either praise you or just violently insult you. <laughs> I mean, they are jerks. Like, I mean, you'll overhear these conversations or they'll come up and say something to you, and they're just they're total jerks. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I was like, why am I trying to get these people back? They abandoned me at the right. beginning of the game. Now they're bad-mouthing <laughs> me. Screw that. Well, he's the ultimate egomaniac. You know, if people That's don't think highly of him, he just can't live with himself. I'm the same exact way. But. <laughs> um, you know, um, I, it's plain that I like this game more than you. To me, I will give points for originality. In this game, there I, I haven't played anything else like it. I really haven't, and uh, and that and I agree. So I agree on that. Um, we did get some feedback <clears throat> from uh, our buddy Life School, who's one of the head honchos over at the Lemon uh, Amiga community. He might be the head honcho. I don't know. Life School's in an English. I need to go to Life School because I clearly don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, this is uh, this is in reference to our Cloanto Hyperion talk last oh, week. Oh man, okay. And he says, uh, not sure if the branding kerfluffle will change any anything as it's been going on for years this way. If they banned unlicensed use of the Boing Ball, this would affect seventy to ninety percent of the products on the market. But people would just switch to the tick or the CBM logo or the A or some other icon. But in a way, it's good that they're keeping the trademarks alive, and therefore the IP is still alive, unlike, say, the Atari ST brand line of computers. I will say, I saw uh, two separate videos that popped out this week. Uh, one, in fact, uh, he's in here, 10 Minute uh, Amiga Retrocast, mm -hmm. put out a very interesting uh, 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 video on the situation. And then another fellow, Gosh, I don't remember his name, but not, not only did he chime in, but he's actually going to interview the fellow you met over in Ireland, right. Michael. He, I, I, it's killing me. Do you remember that guy's last name right off the top of your head? It's a long yeah. name. Uh, uh, you know, and he had Mike a, from Cloanto. He had very uh, the fellow that's going to interview him had various uh, explanations or suggestions or thoughts on the subject. Everyone's got their everyone's got their opinion, right? Which is why I like the. Not really. Stephen I don't want to Jones chime in. Is his name. Thank okay. you, Amiga Bill. Uh, I didn't want to chime in on it because I don't feel like, you know, listen, w neither one of us are fully up to speed on this. I'm not sure who is. There's got to be somebody out there, but I don't know who he is. So everyone's taking sides. I'm not going to do it, you know, because, you know, uh, we're just going to see how it plays out. I would like to uh, see him. I'm just tired of hearing about it, to be completely honest with you. And sadly, stupidly, I keep watching the crap, <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, it's. Uh, no, although the various opinions are good, and uh, you know it's worth watching, but yeah. yeah, I hope it gets ironed out. Well, um, Aaron, before we take it to the house, you like that, don't you? I do. I like it almost as much as it's my jam. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about Patreon okay. and the fine folks that support the show. We got a new Patreon Amigos fan this week. Oh, beautiful, Pixel Vixen. Oh, in the chat with her. us right now. I know of her. Do you uh, know her? You met her. If you listen to this podcast every week and uh, you want to support it, uh, we we'd love to have your support over on Patreon. You get tons of awesome stuff, 
including access to our Discord server. Um, you can affect the show by choosing the games. You can join the Amigos Game Selection Committee meet, uh, and, uh, and meet to decide what game we play every week. Uh, of course, you get your name featured in the Patreon song, which is the number one reason why uh, people people join us on Patreon. Um, and uh, it really that can't be it. That can't you be don't it. know. I don't pass. You know, modesty prevents me oh, from man. passing on the thousands of letters I get every week thanking them. You're like that Robin, the meter in Robin Hood. Yours is always fully blue, and it's <laughs> bulging at the top. So full of confidence. And so. Um, you know, patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. Uh, if you want to throw us a buck or two a month, we'd sincerely appreciate There's that. There's a new level that if you if you give us $500 a month, we'll come to your house and clean your litter box bi-monthly. That's the new one. Is that the new one? What's Can you imagine one? somebody send 500 bucks out to the fly? Well, like what, is that, what, is that, uh, what is that level called? The Amigos Cleaning Crew? <laughs> That's right. I can't, <laughs> I'm not quick enough to come up with a good line. Give me two weeks, I'll come up with something. Well, I'll give you one week... I won't. I'll give you one second to tell me what the Patreon song challenge was last week. Safety dance. No. It was your boy, Meat. Meatloaf, Aaron. I would do anything for love. You know, that that was an abomination. It had no semblance of any resemblance to that song. I covered the whole range of emotions with yeah, that performance. Yeah, me too. I was sick, then I was disgusted, then I was irritated. So before uh, before I perform this week's song, oh, man. Uh, and this will be edited out of the podcast what? because I've got to I've got to run up and get a prop. I've got a gimmick. You've got a gimmick. I've for got this? a gimmick. So I thought you were going to give everybody time to take their Pepto Bismol to Tums. That may be true too. Don't you try not to trip over anything. And well, there he goes. I have a hard time walking. Don't ever yell at me for disrupting the show with my antics. I never yell at you for disrupting the show. Can you believe this guy? Well, while he's out there jacking around, let me see what's going on here. Oh, Will Williams in the house. Pack Bell, oh, Pixel Vixen's here. Hey, thanks for uh, kicking in there, Pix. Appreciate that. Hendrick. All our favorites. The other Pix. All right, here he comes. This better be good. I don't see a gimmick. Well, you lost it. I lost it. Are you kidding me? I lost the gimmick. You don't have a gimmick. Can you tell us what the gimmick was? Yeah. You should just leave that in. It's a monument to your incompetence. So if you know this week's Patreon song challenge, uh, you can send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com and I will read your name on the air just like last week's winners, Paul Bossman Harrington. The boss. And Matthew Perron. Very good. Congratulations, guys. So, here we go. Ten Minute Amiga Retrocast Counting Virtual Sheep Bernard Quinn Retro Man Cave Tim Drew Daniel Williams Simon Rose Joseph Harrison Kyle Letter Rob O'Hara, Howard Nims, Matthew Larimore, Andy Craig, Sean Zoe, Darren Lomax, Colin 419, Mark Bid, Roland Burke, Andrew Moss, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross, Leif Killant, 
Alan Kebab, Chekote Levelo, John Marshall, Matthew Perron. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky DeRosha, <laughs> Creepy Dead Boy, Figgy CTZ, oh, The Slow Norris, Deferred Sorus, or God Mortensen, Edvin Helen, Blendo 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham Vepke, Brent Dowdy, Lane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Stiles, Alan Kebab, Anthony Jarvis tapes from the crib. Josh Nan, Adam Bradley Jones, Rulo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy Holmberg, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Rockles, Jason Warns, Pixels at Dawn. And Kjolbjorn, Kjolbjorn, Marman. That was beautiful, man. I think I'd rather go down with... Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, Aaron, next week, we're going to leave the forest of Nottingham. Or the Void. Or the Void. And we're going to travel uh, north. We're going to travel north to Scotland. Mm. Because we're going to play Lynx. Oh! Lynx, the challenge of golf. Gosh. Did you know that was the subtitle? The I did challenge not. challenge of golf. How long since we played a golf game? It's been forever. It's been forever. It? So uh, I'm really awesome. looking forward to that. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody watching live here in the YouTube chat. We and apologize to those people as well. We record every Friday <laughs> uh, around 5 or 5.30ish. Uh, we kind of go back and forth whether we do Iris Sinclair or Amigos first. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Pixels at Dawn for being here. Pixel Vixen. Both Pixels unite. Uh, the Guru Meditation. Both Pixels. Amiga Bill. Henrik Anderson. Will Williams. Jason Warns. Duncan Styles, The Necronom. Gary Hucker. Ricky DeRocher. Um, 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast, Retro Tech and Toys, Graham, Bebke, Free Lunch. We had quite the crowd. Bob Terminator X is here. A big crowd today. Yeah. Remember when we did this, like, like two, three people would show up? Yeah, that's that's most of the time. No, it, no it's, been, it's every week. It's like, man, it's like a ton of people. It's crazy. Well, it's a good time, man. You can hang out in the chat. There's always a party going on in there. Grab yourself a beverage. Settle in. It's Friday night. What else are you going to do? All right, Sleep. that's for suckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you next Friday night or next time you listen. Thanks as always, and until next week, adios. adios.